This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Here we go, Steelers fans. Welcome to the 10th episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. It's Jeremy Betts with you again for another episode. We are rolling on into week six after a huge victory against the Denver Broncos, bringing the Pittsburgh Steelers record in 2021 to 2-3 one step closer to being back on track, and I believe this team can do it if the defense continues to, to play solid and the offense can find the footing that it found in the Denver game and continue to build off of that, especially along the offensive line and in the running game. We saw what a balanced attack can do for this offense and for this team. It puts them back on track where we were hoping they would be after the Buffalo Bills game. So I really like uh, the changes that were made. I really like where the offense is headed. And we're going to talk about that from a fantasy football perspective as we move into week six. We're going to look back at week five. We're going to see what went right and what went wrong in this game fantasy-wise for the Steelers. Then we're going to jump into... Seattle week, it's prime time, the Steelers' first prime time game of the season, Sunday night, football against the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to break that down. We're going to go through all of the positions and what to expect in this game for the Steelers and Seahawks fantasy football contributors on each team. And then at the end of the show, we're going to break down all of the top handcuffs that you need to get on your team Right now, if you have a top-tier running back. I'm talking running back handcuffs because they are the most important. And when a superstar goes down, it is a big blow a lot of times. And we are seeing that happen in droves in 2021. So how can we prepare for that? We will go over that with a breakdown of the top handcuffs at the end of the show. But first, let's jump back into Denver and talk about just the incredible performance, especially to start the game and continue into the, through the third quarter from the Steelers' offense. They were humming. The offensive line was uh, creating so many holes and uh, just opening up all aspects of the Steelers' attack. And uh, it begins up front where they helped Najee Harris break the 100-yard rushing barrier for the first time in his young career it's the first time since week six of 2020 James Connor uh, rushed for over 100 yards in week six last year Uh, it's the first time since then that the Steelers have had a 100 yard rusher in a game and Najee Harris did it with power with 
speed, with finesse, with patience, everything you wanted to see out of this young player uh, is being seen in this offense. And now that the offensive line has come together a little bit better these last two weeks, you're starting to see him really break out in the running game. Um, and his prowess in the passing game has already been established. So uh, you're really looking at Najee Harris being a top five running back for the rest of the year. No doubt about it, as long as he stays healthy. And uh, right now he is running back number four behind Derrick Henry, Austin Eckler, and the surprise of the 2021 fantasy football season, Cordero Patterson, who is going to win a lot of fantasy managers their leagues and has been doing so so far as long as he can stay healthy as well. But Najee Harris sliding in right behind those three guys and uh, his potential for for high volume every week makes him a top five player at the running back position for the rest of the year. Keep him in your starting lineups as we move forward. 122 rushing yards in this game. Um, I'm, I didn't get a look at the passing yardage. Let me do that real real quick. So we can see just what his um, his total output was, but he is scoring points like crazy, and just providing the spark that this team needed to to be competitive in uh, a very competitive division. Um, he had two catches for 20 yards on five targets. His target share is still very very solid, and with the injury to Juju Smith-Schuster, I can imagine that will go up. A little bit more, at least stay where it's at in the uh, five to ten target range per game is is what you can expect probably out of Najee Harris in the passing game. Um, we will see some wide receiver production uh, take a step up as far as targets go with the injury to Juju, uh, but we will get into that here in just a second. Najee Harris though uh, proving to be um, even better value than where you probably drafted him. Uh, at this stage in the season so enjoy it and uh, keep him in your lineups I know a lot of you have Najee Harris I know he was a target for me uh, in in my draft so uh, keep him ready to go on a weekly basis Um, let us talk about the receivers now I know uh, we we have been talking a lot on this podcast about Deontay Johnson because of his target share and him turning that into uh, solid production but uh the wide receiver who stole the show in week five was Chase Claypool, no doubt. Uh, Chase Claypool went off in this game, five catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Um, he was explosive. He was the best offensive player on the field at times, and uh, he was just a huge huge mismatch, especially coming out of the slot. And you might see him a little bit more in that uh, slot position now that uh, Smith-Schuster is out for the season. Um, and I would look for Claypool to be more of a true every week wide receiver three, uh, pushing wide receiver two numbers. But he's a flex play every week because the volume is going to go up and the chemistry with Roethlisberger is starting to break through uh, again. And I really believe that he could be the best uh, wide receiver on this team, uh, just talent-wise and um the, the way he is built physically uh, and just his ability to get open and, and win contested catches, he's going to prove himself to be a viable uh, weekly starter in fantasy football leagues moving 
forward. Let's talk about Deontay Johnson. What a crazy stat line for him. Two targets and two catches, but man, did he make the most of it. One being a 50-yard touchdown catch on the opening drive for the Steelers. That's his second opening drive touchdown catch of 40-plus yards in as many weeks. Uh, so we, we're talking about a guy who gets open, who's a deep play threat, and still Roethlisberger's favorite target. Even though the two-target um, game might be a little bit concerning, uh, I would say it's more of an aberration and not a the start of a trend because uh, Deontay Johnson has commanded such a large target share uh, so far this year. Uh, I would not expect two three targets to be the norm for uh, this player moving forward. Keep him in your lineups as a wide receiver one and uh, expect high volume, uh, the high volume that you saw in his first three appearances this year uh, to continue over the remaining weeks. Uh, to wrap up the wide receivers, I think we, we have to give thought to um, James Washington coming in as the third receiver on the team, now that Juju Smith-Schuster's injury will keep him out the remainder of the season. And uh, before we move on too far, I do want to say that um, as a Steelers fan, praying hard for Juju that he will heal quickly and uh, such a, a great guy in that locker room and um, a, a leader in that wide receiver room, he will be missed. His production for fantasy has not all- – has not been stellar. Um, and so we might see a little bit more of a more production from a guy like James Washington, um, who plays a, a different style and, uh, Chase Claypool and Deontay Johnson for sure. will get some more tar- targets in this offense, but we're all wishing Juju a speedy recovery and, uh, no issues long-term from what appeared to be a very painful shoulder injury. Uh, I believe he did dislocate it. And uh, that is one of the most painful injuries a person can go through. So uh, keep Juju in your thoughts as uh, he heals. And hopefully we can poten- we can potentially see him back in the black and gold again. But we will see. James Washington is a waiver, waiver wire ad this week uh, for those of you looking for wide receiver help. Um, he, he's got... A lot of potential. He has shown to be a, a viable receiving option in this offense when given the opportunities, and now he has opportunities. So um, he's not a plug-and-play type player off the waiver wire, but he is should be somebody that is on your bench uh, just in case his role proves to be usable in fantasy football. Um, not much else to really go over from a fantasy perspective uh, in the Steelers Broncos game, um, Chris Boswell had a had a decent game. Uh, the Steelers defense, I believe, only scored uh, three fantasy points, so not a great outing for them. It was going much better until the fourth quarter, um, and and then the tight ends are continuing to uh, limit each other's opportunities in the offense, so they remain uh, unstartable really in fantasy football at this point as we saw in the Denver game. So I do think we need to mention just the struggles that the Steelers defense is having against wide receivers so far this year. Um, The Denver Broncos wide receivers put up another big stat line on the Steelers uh, pass defense uh, for fantasy purposes. Cortland Sutton had a huge game, a touchdown and uh, 100 plus yards receiving. 
And then uh, Tim Patrick also had a really good game. I believe he had about 80 yards receiving, scored around 15 points in fantasy. So two wide receivers that um, would have been great assets in week five for your fantasy team facing the Steelers defense. Uh, we're, we're starting to see a trend here that the Steelers defense is going to struggle against wide receiver one specifically. And uh, that will be something we get into when talking about the matchup against the Seahawks. All right, that's going to do it for the first half of the Steelers fantasy football fix. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back to preview the primetime matchup against the Seattle Seahawks and discuss some running back handcuffs that you want to have on your team for the remainder of the season in case your superstar goes down. Don't go anywhere. We will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Welcome back to the second half of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. This podcast is a part of the BehindTheSteelCurtain.com family of podcasts. You can find so much content on the podcast side. And don't forget out don't forget to check out the .com for articles and online content that you can't find anywhere else about your Pittsburgh Steelers. If you're a diehard Steelers fan, BehindTheSteelCurtain.com is the place for you. It is your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. Let's talk Seattle. It is the Steelers' first primetime game of the 2021 NFL season, and it is a Sunday night football clash against the visiting Seattle Seahawks, the Russell Wilson-less Seattle Seahawks after Russ uh, hit his hand off of his own player's helmet, and uh, or I believe actually it was Aaron Donald's helmet now that i Think back on it. I believe I'm remembering correctly there. Aaron Donald's helmet um, made Russell Wilson's fingers uh, look like pretzel sticks, and uh, they did not turn out well uh, in the end for Russell Wilson. So we are looking at Russ missing some time, which is going to affect this game, um, hopefully in, in a good way for the Steelers. Facing off against Geno Smith is going to be um, significantly less of a challenge, uh, you would think, than facing off against a potential future Hall of Famer in Russell Wilson, a guy that can really change the game with his legs and just with his knowledge of how to play the game. So with Russ out, we will see if the Seahawks offense can still cook, but it will be much tougher going for them than if Russell Wilson was able to play in this game. Although I do like the implications for the Pittsburgh Steelers defense as we approach 
the bye week in week seven to uh, help this team get to 500 before hitting that all-important rest period where we can hopefully get some players back healthy. All right, so let's jump in and talk about the quarterbacks in this matchup. We talked a little bit about uh, Russ being out, Geno Smith being in. Geno Smith uh, for the Seahawks is going to be a sit this week against the Steelers' defense. I don't like the matchup for him, um, even though he looked pretty good in uh, spot duty Against the Rams, he did lead the team on a touchdown drive and played very well. He used his feet a lot. That's going to be something the Steelers will have to watch out for. I'm not sure he's a uh, person you want to be trusting to uh, lead your fantasy football uh, team this week in this matchup. So keep him riding the pine is probably the best option here. Um on the Steelers' side of things, it's a good matchup for Ben. The Seahawks' defense is not very good, uh, especially against the pass. So, you know, it's it's something where you'd hope that Ben Roethlisberger could be a potential streaming candidate this week because of the matchup. But I'd still be wary, even in a his best game of the year against the Denver Broncos, he only scored 16 uh, fantasy points. And uh, that is seems to be about the ceiling for the style of play that Roethlisberger is uh, presenting for the Steelers at this point. He's just not a a great option. But there are bye weeks for the first time this year, uh, and so you might be down a, a quarterback that you would normally have as your starter. Um due to a bye week so he might be somebody that you have to throw in as a streaming option and you uh, could hope for the best in that situation but definitely be wary if you are planning to have him in your lineup for week six against the Seahawks let's talk about the running backs you know what to do with Najee Harris you're starting him you are not taking him out of your lineup this matchup is a good matchup on paper. Uh, Seattle uh, defense is in the middle of the pack versus running backs. They're um, giving up solid uh, points to running back groups. I I really see Najee Harris being able to continue his his impressive play and be a top tier running back again in Week Six. Expect a lot of rushing volume. Expect some good receiving volume and expect RB one numbers from Najee Harris. On the Seahawks side of the ball, it's a little more uh, clouded, I guess. Uh, Chris Carson, if he's healthy, is probably at most a flex play if he plays this week uh, against this stout Steelers defense against fantasy running backs. Uh, They are giving up some rushing yardage, but it's not really turning into points for running backs uh, in games. So uh, the Steelers are are really tough, especially in the red zone against running backs. So I don't like Chris Carson, who's kind of a touchdown-dependent type player anyway because he does not get a lot of receiving volume. Um, I'm not a huge fan of him this week, but I understand it if he is – your best flex option on your te- on your fantasy football team, especially deeper le- deeper teams, twelve uh, to fourteen uh, teams in a league, he's probably a good flex on uh, week uh, in a week six matchup against this defense. Anyway, if there is no Chris Carson, I I think you sit Alex Collins, who would be the uh, top option to step in and fill in again 
uh, for this week. So uh, keep keep an eye on that situation. If it's Alex Collins uh, filling the starting role, then uh, you're probably sitting him. If it's Chris Carson who uh, comes back healthy, then uh, he's at most a flex play and somebody I would fade a little bit if you can this week against the Steelers defense. At wide receiver, uh, starting with the Seahawks players, um, DK Metcalf is such a huge weapon. And we've talked about how the Steelers have been struggling against wide receivers. Even with Geno Smith at quarterback, I think you have to start DK Metcalf. He's too good. He's too explosive. And uh, the Steelers have been giving up too much yardage to opposing wide receivers. Get DK in your lineup. He is a matchup nightmare, and he should be able to produce against this defense. Hopefully not enough for the Seahawks to come away with a uh, real-life victory, but for fantasy purposes, he could still be a great play this week against the Steelers' defense. Tyler Lockett is a solid flex player as well. He's going to get the volume. Um, maybe not as much from Geno, but he'll still get enough volume to be viable for this week. So uh, if you have Tyler Lockett, who had been on fire to start the season, I believe he's wide receiver 12 in PPR leagues right now, um, you're still you're still wanting him in your lineup, even, even though he's not the true number one on this offense. Uh, get him in there. Tim Patrick had success against the Steelers, especially in the second half, and uh, I could see Tyler Lockett um, – having that same kind of impact in this game as far as tight ends go you're sitting all of them you're not even gonna look at touching them unless you are uh desperate for a starter uh to fill in for an injured or uh player on a bye week so uh, i believe the 49ers are on bye this week so uh, george kittle owners may be looking for a streamer uh you can probably find better options but if not, the one you should look at from this game is Pat Fryermuth, not Eric Ebron, um, not Will Disley or any of the Seahawks tight ends. I believe Gerald Everett might be coming back this week, uh, but I would I would stay away from Seattle Seahawks tight ends for this week. And uh, if you are extremely desperate, Pat Fryermuth could be a streaming option this week. But keep your expectations low for the defenses, the defense and special teams units. You probably have to start the Steelers defense special teams, but even with Geno Smith in the lineup, it's going to be a tough matchup because they're well coached. Uh, they're going to play um, tight football. They're not going to be loose with the ball. They're going to, they're going to try to minimize mistakes and uh, try to beat the Steelers by, uh, forcing them to make mistakes. So I wouldn't expect uh, a huge showing from the Steelers defense special teams unit, but you never know with this team sacks and turnovers are always a possibility. So keep them in your lineup against a backup quarterback. As far as the Seahawks defense special teams goes, keep them on the bench or on the waiver wire. You probably most leagues, they are probably a waiver wire defense anyway. So no need to worry about, bringing them in this week as a spot start defense. Leave them alone. And at kicker, we're talking about uh, Chris Boswell, who had a decent game against uh, Denver, uh, but still not really giving you top-level kicker return from a fantasy perspective. This week may be a little different, though, because the Seattle Seahawks are giving up the fifth most points to kickers 
according to ESPN rankings. Uh, so Chris Boswell is a good streaming option this week if you need a bye week kicker. Um, or if you're just looking for a good matchup to stream uh, a, a kicker in, Boz, uh, you could do worse than Boz this week. Jason Myers uh, from the Seahawks is one of the better scoring kickers uh, in the league because that offense is so good. Um, so I would fade him a little bit with Geno Smith at quarterback. They're not going to be as explosive on offense, and this is a tough matchup for them. So maybe you fade him out of the starting lineup this week if you can find uh, a guy like Boswell or um, you know somebody that has a better matchup. Uh, it would be beneficial to you to maybe make that swap this week and hope for a big game from a kicker with a better defensive matchup. That is the wrap on the Seattle Seahawks preview players to start players to sit players to keep an eye on any questions you have. You can reach out to me at the bets 93 on Twitter at T H E B E T Z nine three. I'd love to hear from you. We can talk fantasy football. Uh, you can tell me uh, how your leagues are going. I'd love to hear from you on that, how you're doing with uh, your rosters and trades and uh, just just talk fantasy football, talk Steelers. I'd love to do that at the bets 93 on Twitter. Hit me up. I'd love to talk with you guys. All right. And lastly, before we go, we're going to jump into top running back handcuffs for the remainder of the season. If you have a top tier running back on your team, a guy that is a true workhorse that handles the lion's share of the carries and targets out of the backfield, it is extremely important for you to have a backup plan in place in case that player were to miss time due to injury. Um, we're seeing it already with with uh, Christian McCaffrey uh, missing several weeks now, a couple different uh, injury stints already this year. Same thing with uh, Saquon Barkley. Man, right when you thought he was coming back strong, uh, a fluke ankle injury, and he's going to miss two or three weeks here now as well. Oh man, it's just it's just killer stuff, and it's hard to hard to to fix your team for those couple weeks when a superstar of that caliber goes out. So um, let's take a look at guys that you can you, you're going to want on your roster if you own uh, one of these uh, superstar type running backs. Uh, we're, I've broken them down into three tiers here. The first tier being guys with a role. All right, these are the second running back on their team that have a solid role on the team already, and you can probably get some flex play out of them even if the main starter is in. But if the running back one were to miss time, these players would become absolute fantasy monsters. Let's start out with who I think everyone would deem as the best running back two in the league right now as far as fantasy goes, and that is Kareem Hunt with the Cleveland Browns. If Nick Chubb were to miss any time at all, Kareem Hunt jumps up into probably the top five uh, weekly plays at running back because he is so versatile and is used in all facets of the game. He is already a startable fantasy option, and uh, so he, he, he is a huge handcuff piece. If you have Nick Chubb, I would recommend doing whatever you can outside of being, going crazy <laughs> to get Kareem Hunt on your team in case Nick Chubb were to miss some time. The second streaming option, or I'm sorry, the second uh, handcuff with a role uh, for me is Alexander Madison from the Minnesota Vikings. He has proven his worth time and again when Dalvin Cook misses times, Alex 
misses time. Alexander Madison is a top-level fantasy play. Um, he is a pass catcher. He will maintain the Dalvin Cook level volume, uh, rushing the ball out of the backfield as well. Alexander Madison is my number two running back handcuff. And if you have Dalvin Cook, Alexander Madison is a must-have on your team. Tony Pollard comes in at number three for guys with a role. Uh, Dallas Cowboys, Ezekiel Elliott is the number one running back there. He's been playing lights out these last few weeks. Uh, He did have a little bit of um, an injury that has him marked as questionable in most fantasy leagues currently. Uh, We'll see how his practice partition is uh, throughout the week. That's Ezekiel Elliott I'm talking about. But Tony Pollard, if uh, Zeke misses time, Tony Pollard immediately immediately becomes a top-level running back as well. If you have Zeke Elliott, you want Tony Pollard. A.J. Dillon from the Green Bay Packers behind Aaron Jones. Um, Dillon has carved out quite a role for himself, especially these last couple weeks. He is a candidate for lots of carries in this offense, even with Aaron Jones healthy and starting. But if Aaron Jones were to go down, A.J. Dillon would be a top-tier running back as well. Um, So if you have Aaron Jones... What's the theme of this segment so far? If you have the starter, you want the handcuff, all right? So if you have Aaron Jones, try to get your hands on A.J. Dillon if you don't already have him. And then my last guy uh, with a roll, my number five handcuff at running back is Jamal Williams. Jamal Williams from the Detroit Lions uh, backing up DeAndre Swift in that offense. They are both uh, fantasy plays on a weekly basis. I, uh, Jamal Williams, more based on matchup than some of the other guys listed above here. Um, but uh, you, you've got to like um, Jamal Williams' uh, pass-catching work and his ability to step in, in if DeAndre Swift goes down with injury. So he would be somebody that uh, already has a role in the offense, but you're going to want him to uh, back up uh, DeAndre Swift if you can get a hold of him. All right, those were guys with a role, my top five running back handcuffs. And then my next five are guys who fill a hole. If your starter goes down, all right, if the starter's in the game and he's healthy and he's playing, then these guys don't get a lot of work, all right? So they're not going to be like the guys in the first tier. Uh, So these guys fill a hole if the starter um, is vacant for a specific time period, whether that's due to injury, suspension, whatever. Um, number The number one guy for me here is Damian Williams in Chicago. He showed this last week in relief of David Montgomery uh, that he is a uh, a great fantasy asset and as a, as a handcuff. So if you have David Montgomery on your team, you're going to want Damian Williams as your handcuff there. Um, Chuba Hubbard in Carolina backing up Christian McCaffrey. He has also proven that he is a viable fantasy option when his uh, backfield mate is out. So Chuba Hubbard from Carolina. I like Daryl Williams in Kansas City. We just found out this week that CEH, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, the starting running back for the Chiefs, is going on IR. So he will miss at least the next three weeks. Daryl Williams, who already did have a little bit of a role in this offense, not enough to be considered a, a, a guy with a fantasy productive role um, to this point. But 
as a guy who can fill in fill in the starting running back hole, Daryl Williams could be a great value add there. He is on a lot of waivers. Go out and get him this week if you can. If you have CEH for sure, maybe as some trade leverage too. If you uh, are early in the waiver wire pick up ads and you know somebody who's going to be missing Clyde Edwards-Alaire and would love to get their hands on a Daryl Williams, uh, maybe a good trade target uh, for you to pick up early in waivers this week and pawn off to your uh, unfortunate CEH owner. And then the uh, Devontae Booker for the Giants. Uh, man, this one is a guy that you might want to keep rostered um, – at all times because you never know with Barkley and you don't know how long he's going to be out at this point. So Devontae Booker also uh, available in a lot of leagues over waivers. Go out and get him this week, especially if you are going to be missing Saquon Barkley for a little bit. And then lastly, uh, Justin Jackson from the LA Chargers. Um, Austin Eckler has been an absolute fantasy beast. He's the running back two in fantasy. Justin Jackson would take on a huge role in that offense if Eckler were to miss time, uh, Jackson not as um, good in the passing game, but he is a great runner. Uh, we've seen that in the past as well, and he would be a priority add if Eckler were to ever m- miss time. So if you have Eckler, who has proven to be a little bit injury prone in his playing career as well, if you have Eckler and you do not have Justin Jackson with how injuries are piling up to running backs, it might not be a bad idea to hold him on your roster in case of emergencies. And then my last group is the just in case group. And they're not necessarily guys you want to have on your roster at all times, but if the starter goes down, these guys would take on a larger role and maybe help you get through uh, enough to, to survive a, a short time period of them being out. The first one is for me, Anthony McFarland, who's coming off of injured reserve for the Steelers. If, Najee Harris were to get hurt and miss some time. I think McFarland is going to step into the running back two role. And this would be a committee approach by the Steelers most likely um, if Najee were to go down. But uh, Anthony, Anthony McFarland would be the explosive player and the one you'd probably want to have on your roster um, as the handcuff for uh, Najee Harris in case he were to get hurt. Jeremy McNichols from Tennessee. Um, he does have some passing work already, but uh, it's just not enough to rely on on a weekly basis. And uh, I don't know if he would take on the Derrick Henry sized role in the offense if Henry were to miss time because of injury. So that's why I have him in the just in case tier, but he's somebody that if, if uh, Derrick Henry can't go, Jeremy McNichols can be a solid one or two week uh, play for you. Uh, So keep him in mind as well. He's going to be on waivers uh, in most leagues at this point too. Peyton Barber from Las Vegas has already stepped in and played well with Josh Jacobs uh, out, Um, had over a hundred yards rushing and a couple scores. uh, The, the one week that one of the weeks that Josh Jacobs was out, Peyton Barber would be a, a good play, but he would be part of a committee with Kenyon Drake taking the pass catching role in that offense if Josh Jacobs goes down. So uh, somebody to keep in mind there as well. And then the last one is Alex Collins from the Seattle Seahawks. When Chris Carson misses time, Collins steps in and plays more of an every down role. 
So uh, keep him in mind if Carson were to miss more time or to get re-injured. Guys, it just happens with running backs. Running backs get hurt, especially workhorses that take a lot of beating from defenses. Uh, They're going to get hurt sometimes, and you're going to want these handcuffs in place, somebody to fill in that slot who's going to take on a much larger role um, in case of injury, and that will help you survive some of the rough weeks where you lose starting caliber players and they have to be replaced, and your depth pieces on your team just aren't going to do it. you got to find some of these guys who step into larger roles when injury occurs and fill the voids on your team with those players. All right, well, that's going to wrap it up for the 10th episode of the Steelers Fantasy Football Fix. I'm so honored and blessed to be able to do this podcast. I love doing it. It's so much fun. I hope you enjoy it as a listener. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you'd like to see any other topics come up in the show. I know we kind of are sticking with recaps and and previews a lot, and I try to mix in a different topic at the very end. But uh, if you want to talk about something specific, let me know. Uh, Look me up on Twitter. Send me a DM. Just uh, uh, shoot me a a tweet, at thebets93, and I would love to hear from you and see if we can incorporate some of your ideas into the Steelers' fantasy football fix. That does it for me. Have a great Wednesday afternoon. And uh, go Steelers. Have a blessed day.